Good morning and welcome to Forward City Church. We are super glad that you are here, whether you're joining us live or whether you're joining us online. Um, today is a very, very awesome day, and just want to say, so welcome to Forward City again. Um, we're one church that meets in multiple locations, and so whether you're, again, you're watching us from home or in a home church or here live, we're just really, really super glad that you're here today, because we want to help you move forward towards a full life in Christ. That's our desire for you. We want to take you from where you are on your journey and help you take that next step, whatever part of that journey that you're on. Now, um, today is a day that we can be incredibly encouraged, a day that we can be incredibly blessed, a day that, a day that we, can, um, we can be just so excited because nothing can shut down God's church because of Jesus Christ. See, they can do all kinds of lockdowns and things, but nothing can shut down the church of Jesus Christ that as the world continues to grow darker, God's light becomes brighter and brighter, and we are excited about that. So today along with engineers, politicians, painters, teachers, soldiers in Latvia, nurses, police officers, students, and yes, even cat owners. We come to celebrate Easter. Along with millions and millions of people all over the world, we come together today to pause and to celebrate Easter. Now, just for a few moments, for those of you maybe who are wondering why this is so important, why we celebrate this, why we take this time, why we celebrate something that happened over 2,000 years ago, just for a few moments, there's a couple things that I want to remind us of, that for those of us who know Jesus Christ, these are things to get excited about. Now, I also recognize that, that we, are, um, we tend towards in Canada to be reserved. Not all Canada, I know I'm generalizing a little bit, but we tend to be a bit reserved. And especially with masks and all that kind of stuff, we, we tend not to show how excited we are with certain things. And maybe it's the morning, maybe we haven't had enough coffee, or I don't know what your story is. But when we hear these things, you need to recognize that these are absolutely life-changing things that we celebrate. So I know it maybe goes against your normal way of doing things, but it's okay to get excited about things. I'm not asking you to jump around and throw things up in the air. I'm not asking you to, to do that. But just remember how incredible these things are. And this is why we celebrate Easter. So today we celebrate Easter because you and I, we thought we were smart enough. We thought that we were good enough to be the perfect parent, the perfect child, the perfect spouse, the perfect employee the perfect neighbor, but we constantly fall short. We celebrate Easter because we fall short. You are a failure at times. Now, I know that's not the nicest thing to say, so just, but it's so true. We fail. You're not as good as you should be, and you're not as good as you try to be, as you want to be. We fail. So in case you don't know this, what I want you to do is turn to the person next to you or behind you if you don't even know them, and you can just say, hey, you're a failure. Now, now I know that for some people in other parts, we don't, we don't want to ever hear that, but here's the cool thing. In Romans chapter 3, verse 24, it says this, yet God in his grace makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. We fail, but God makes us right in Christ. We fall short, but we celebrate the work of Jesus Christ. We also celebrate Easter because the sting of our failure to perfectly follow God's law was swallowed up by the victory of Christ's empty tomb. See, you don't even meet the, the, the expectations that you've set for yourself. You're not as good as you want to be or try to be. And we also don't measure up to God's perfect standards. 
see, now this wouldn't be such a big deal, but for the fact that God is holy and God is perfect and therefore can't have sin, God never sins. God is always faithful, always trustworthy, always loving, and always pure. But no matter how hard you try, no matter how, how good you are, no matter what you, you, you try to accomplish, you're never, ever going to be holy like God. You are never going to be as good as God. You're never going to meet the standard of Jesus Christ. You're just not going to ever do that. There's no amount of good you can do. There's no amount of money you can give. There's no amount of positive thinking that you can have. There's no amount of church attendance. or There's no amount of living a moral life that you can do. No matter how hard you try, you will hopelessly and helplessly be unlike God. But we celebrate Easter because God gives us his victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we celebrate Easter because you are so hopelessly unlike God because of your sin. But he gives us victory over sin through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we celebrate Easter because our God carried out his plan to give up what he deserved to give us back what we never earned and what we deserved to lose. See, you and I, because of our sin, we deserve judgment. We deserve death. We deserve separation. We deserve to be completely and forever separated from a loving and holy and righteous God because of our sin. But we celebrate Easter because in John it says this, for God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. We celebrate Easter because of our great sin God made away. Another thing we celebrate Easter is because without Easter, our Savior is dead in a grave, but with him, our human failings are dead in his grave. See, Gandhi, dead. Buddha, dead. Muhammad, dead. Tom Cruise will die. Jesus, alive. Jesus was buried in a tomb. He died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, but he is no longer in that tomb anymore. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus is alive, and we celebrate Easter because of that. It goes, and if Christ has not been raised, to the dead, raised from the dead, then your faith is useless and you were still guilty of your sins. And this is what Laura was saying earlier, is that without today, without this day, we are still dead in our sins and separated and at war with God. This day is so significant. We celebrate this day because our human feelings are dead in his grave. We celebrate Easter because uh, uh, when we find our lives in dark, dead-end places, Jesus has already been there. And he's gone ahead of us to make another way. See, before Jesus came, before Jesus did what he did, you and I were headed for destruction. You and I were headed again for separation, to be completely and utterly separated from God without hope, without help. But yet, because of Jesus Christ, he changed the course of the world. See, instead of brokenness, you and I can be made whole. See, this means that, that, that to God, when Christ, because of Christ, when God looks at you, you are no longer defined by your past. Because of what Jesus Christ did, because of his death and because of his resurrection, you can no longer be defined by your past. You can no longer be defined by what you did or by what you didn't do. In Christ, 
you and I can be made new. You and I are transformed by the glory and the wonder and the power of God. You and I are transformed from hopeless to certain, from joyless to joyful. From purposeless to a life of purpose. From, significant, from insignificance to significance, from a sinner to a child. You and I, because of Jesus Christ, are not just any child. But we can be the, the child of our Heavenly Father. Because in Mark chapter 16, verse 6, it says this, But the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, but he isn't here. He has risen from the dead. And I think we need to pause for a moment and remember that without Jesus Christ, you and I are that old self dead. But because of Christ Jesus, because of his resurrection, we can be made alive in him. We are made new. The old has gone and the new has come with new opportunities, new hope, new joy, a new purpose, new life. The Bible says we celebrate Easter because Easter represents the moment that God's only son, Jesus, took the darkest evils of the world through the worst death sentence. He served the term and he called it finished so that you and I could believe in him over 2,000 years later. See, you and I, we don't have to work to end the cycle of karma and follow one of the thousand of Hindu gods. See, because of Jesus Christ's death and his resurrections, you and I don't have to work to enter this state of nirvana and follow the Buddhism eightfold path. Because of Jesus Christ and the resurrection, you and I don't have to work to fulfill the five Islamic pillars to enter paradise. You and I don't have to free our Thetan in Scientology. You and I don't have to fulfill all of these specific rites in Mormonism or in Jehovah's Witness. You and I, because of Jesus Christ, are made new because sin has been paid. Not by anything that you have done, but by everything that Jesus Christ has done. The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness which we've done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. It's not because of things that we do, lest anyone should boast. See, we celebrate Easter because the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection, that gives us sin to be paid. When Jesus died, he said, it is finished. My work for their sin is finished. Your sin has been paid. Before Christ, you were declared, and we can be declared not guilty before God. Because he is our perfect substitute. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, he personally carried our sin in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. See, and we celebrate Easter, and this is kind of an interesting thing, Ben, you guys can come on up. We're going to be really short today because we have a busy day, but we celebrate Easter. What? Just laughing because we're going to end short? Is that you didn't think that was going to happen one day? Just kidding. No. We celebrate Easter because our sin killed the author of life. But God used Jesus' death to give our story a new beginning and an eternal ending. See, in Christ, our broken life is gone and we are made new. There's no more shame. There's no more guilt. But instead, we get a new heart 
We get new opportunities, and you and I have the opportunity to get a new life. In Romans chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. See, we celebrate this, and those of you who already know Jesus Christ, you've already placed your faith and trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, this is a time of celebration for you, and you get it. You, you get how awesome this is. You understand the, the, the thing that you know, we were once dead in our sin and now we are alive in Christ. You understand the significance of all of that. And you and I, can, we can sit back and say, praise God for all that he's done. Now, we don't do it a lot. We don't, we don't, we don't praise him. We don't, we don't give him the, the, the accolades and the glory that we should. And we know that and that's on us. But today, for just a moment, those of you who know Jesus, let's just pause and spend some time just thanking him. Because without today, without, without Easter, you and I are dead. And we would spend an eternity separated from God. It wouldn't matter how good you are. It wouldn't matter how much you gave. It wouldn't matter um, all the things that you tried or didn't do. All those things. It wouldn't matter because we would still be dead in our sin, at war with God. But because of Good Friday and because of Easter, we are made alive. That sin has been forgiven and death has been defeated. But for some of you here today, I don't know your story. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the dynamics of your life or what part of the journey that you're on. Or for those of you who are watching at home. I don't know your story. And for some of you, Easter is not really significant to you. Easter isn't something that that is powerful in your life. And maybe it's because you're trusting in a better version of yourself to get you before God and to, to get you into heaven with God. Maybe you're trusting in your family. Well, my family are very devout or my, my family go to church or my family is a part of the church and they're in leadership. So therefore, that somehow um, makes me right with God. For some of you, you're still trusting in your good deeds and, and some of you are just trusting in religion that I go to church, you know, I, I go there regularly or I go there somewhat regularly or God knows my heart, you know, we're all good with God. Some of you are living your life walking up as if you're gonna walk up to the gates of God and you're gonna say, will you please let me in? You know, I've done a lot of good stuff, God. Will you just let me in? And I give this example, I don't know how many times, but we give this example that, that somehow we, we live our lives that God is just gonna brush over everything we've ever done like it was not a big deal. Some of us are standing before God, or somebody's standing before God, like your fingers crossed, like, man, I hope I get in, I hope I get in, I hope I get in. See, the Bible is so cool and so clear when Jesus talks to us that he paid the price, he paid the penalty for our sin because our sin's penalty is death. See, God doesn't want you to live in darkness. He wants you to live in new life that he offers through the cross and through the resurrection. The cross and the resurrection is an invitation for you and for me to leave the dark and to follow Jesus and to find new life. See, Jesus has already paid the price for your sin. He's already paid everything that you could ever, ever need payment for. He's already due the past, present, and future. The only thing that is required now of you is a response. 
and here's the thing, I, I can't respond for you. And this is, if I, if I could, if I could just somehow respond for you and somehow like a puppet and just make you receive Jesus Christ, I would do that. But the reality is I can't respond for you. You're presented with the truth of God. You're presented with his gift and you have to make a response for that. Only you can accept God's free gift, his free invitation. Only you can choose to move from darkness to life. See, the cool thing about all of this is that uh, God knows you. He knows your sin. He knows everything you've ever done and everything you will ever do, and yet he still chooses you. The fact that you're even here today, the fact that you're even contemplating these things is because God is drawing you to himself. And the gospel is simply that Everything you've ever done has been placed on the cross. See, if we can imagine this tablet somehow had a list of everything you've ever done wrong. Like every, everything from the beginning to the end, if this tablet was, not even like everything you've done wrong, if this tablet was, was what held the record of every part of your life, if someone was just walking through and everything you ever did, everything you ever said, everything you ever accomplished, every victory, every failure was written down in this tablet and it holds a lot of information. There'd be parts of this tablet that you would love other people to see. There are parts of these things that you want other people to see and to notice and to know about you, the victories and, and the things that you've done, the, 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 the things that you've given, the generosity that you've had. You want people to see those things, but there are parts of the tablet that you don't want anyone to see. I've used this before, I reminded a number of years ago, um, like we would pull out our old yearbooks and uh, like our old high school yearbooks and, and our girls would look at these and look at the pictures and stuff like that. And, and, and it's so funny, when they were trying to read what people wrote, I'm like, no, look at the pictures, don't read the writing. Like, I don't mind if you read these things. And I remember one time when the girls, when they were looking through all of this stuff and they were seeing that there was this girl named Lisa who had wrote a huge page and like, why did she write so much? Well, we were dating. You dated someone before mom? How could you? Like, you know, so many. There are things that are in my books and there's things that we write down that we don't want anybody to know because those are things that are secret. Those are things that we feel ashamed about. And so sometimes, in some ways, if we could skip over chapters of our lives or moments of our lives, we would do that. And so what we do is like what everyone does. We, we try to turn our lives around or we turn over a new leaf or we kind of dust ourselves off. We, we, we try again, we try harder and harder and hopefully somehow that all of our good that we do now are gonna outweigh our bad. That somehow when we get to heaven, there's gonna be these scales that are gonna somehow work out in our favor that our good is gonna outweigh our bad. That if we can add more good things to our book, add more good and good and good and good, church and giving and all of these things, that somehow, some way it's gonna somehow drown out all of our sin. The Bible is so clear when it says that the payment of sin is death. And so what the Bible says is that Jesus did on the cross is that he took our sin and he placed it upon himself. That for God knew no sin, that, that he was perfect, but he took our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. 
so that we can become the righteousness of God in him, which means that he takes it from us and he placed it on his son and he died. God chose to punish him instead of you. And so because of that, our sin was forgiven. But because of Easter, death has been defeated. So not only can we, can we be forgiven, but because of Easter, we can spend eternity with God in heaven. See, that's the gospel. That's why this is so important and so significant because I know you and many of you have done what I've done. That we've seen the message of Jesus Christ and we've said, yeah, I want that for me. And there was a time in your life and a time in my life where we sat down and we said, God, I can't do this on my own. Because of my sin, I'm separate from you. I need you to come into my life. And I don't know how you did it. I don't know what, what, where, where you were when you did that. But some of you, you, you received Jesus Christ. You said, God, you, maybe, many of you prayed a prayer. Now, we know it's not the prayer that saves you. It's the belief in our heart that does that. But just for a moment, if you're sitting here today and, and, and you're, or watching online and you're wondering, how can I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God accepts me, that God loves me, and that God brings me into his family? If you want to know how you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, know that when you stand before God, you don't have to stand with your fingers crossed. You don't have to hope that the scales are weighted in your favor, that you can stand before God 100% in the knowledge that you are forgiven and set free. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And again, the prayer doesn't do anything. It's the belief in your heart. You can say whatever words you want, and that's not going to matter. But it's the belief in your heart of what Jesus Christ has done. And it's a simple little prayer. It's nothing really extravagant. So for a moment, I'm going to have you close your eyes. I know it sounds silly, but I'm going to have you close your eyes for a moment. Those of you watching online or in this room, you can pray this simple little prayer. With your eyes open, yeah, you can do it with your eyes closed. We're just going to do it with our eyes closed so that way there's not this kind of looking around stuff. You can pray it quietly in your head or you can pray it out loud. But it goes, it can be something like this. Heavenly Father, I know I've sinned and I've messed up. And I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. And I'm ready to stop living in the dark and start living in the light. My life is yours. I give it to you. I place my faith and trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection for my salvation, for my forgiveness, for my eternal life. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, if you believe that in your heart, what I would encourage you to do is uh, come talk to one of us on the stage here, or, or you can just, there, there's a, on the screen here is, is an email address, prayer at forwardcity.ca. Just, just let, we would love to know in, that you actually did that. Because we would also love to share with you how this new life and this, th- th- this new birth means for you. So today, follower of Jesus Christ, As we leave today, we remember that we celebrate Easter because the tomb is empty. Christ is risen from the dead. The powers of darkness and death and hell and the grave have been defeated. And together as his church, we worship the one 
who gives up what he deserves to give us what we don't. That's our God. And that's Easter. Easter.